Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Welcome in. Outkick the coverage Wednesday edition. And oh my goodness, do we have a show for you. Absolute insanity out everywhere. Two major stories. And my goodness, you guys are going to absolutely love them. I hope that your Wednesday is going well. Let me tell you all about my friends. As you know, we are coming from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, let's start. We got two major stories. So you guys probably know where I'm going to go. Number one major story is Kyrie Irving officially traded to the Celtics. The Celtics send Isaiah Thomas and uh, and uh, Crowder, and they also get eventually the number five pick from the Boston Celtics. The Celtics obviously get Kyrie Irving. They can pair him with uh, Hayward, Al Horford. We'll see how good Jason Tatum is. In the immediate sort of aftermath of this trade, to me what it does is probably mean the Cavs are not capable, if we even thought the Cavs were capable to begin with, I think this downgrades the Cavs somewhat. I think this upgrades the Boston Celtics a little bit, right? And I'm trying to find the future odds, and we'll talk about this a little bit later with John Campbell to see what the Vegas response has been. But to me, all this does is strengthen the stranglehold that the Golden State Warriors have on the NBA championship, assuming they stay healthy, because there's really not going to be a major challenge from the Eastern Conference, okay? That's my early read. What it also does to me is mean that LeBron James is probably gone out of Cleveland. 
because what it frees you up is you can decide whether or not you want to spend a lot of money on Isaiah Thomas in the years ahead. You can also make a decision with that number five overall pick about getting young again. So this helps to protect the Cleveland Cavaliers in the event that LeBron James rides out west, as many people seem to believe is going to happen in the near future. And so as a result, it's not, I don't think, as seismic of a trade or a deal as a lot of people would anticipate. I still think the Cavs are the best team in the East. Again, if you look at their top three, I think LeBron James, Kevin Love, Isaiah Thomas, the big three there, are still better than Hayward, Kyrie Irving, and Al Horford probably as the big three, although the wild card I would say is Jason Tatum could be really good. We don't know the new draft pick of the Boston Celtics, how good he's going to be. Obviously, he's going to be a first-year player, but I would say there's more upside right now on the potential for the Celtics by the end of the year than there is probably on the Cavs. And I'm also curious how, you know, is is interesting because Kyrie Irving wanted the ball more and he wanted to be able to make plays more. Well, Isaiah Thomas has the ball in his hands a lot of times too. And the challenge I think that will happen with Isaiah Thomas and LeBron James playing is Kyrie Irving is capable of being a really talented shooting guard, right? He's a scoring, ex- just explosive scorer. But he and Isaiah Thomas are somewhat similar in that they need to have the basketball a lot of times in their hands. Well, LeBron James is effectively a point guard. So I don't see how LeBron James and Isaiah Thomas are going to meld together perfectly, not to mention that Kyrie Irving was never a great defensive player, but at least he had some size associated with him. Isaiah Thomas is what, 5'9"? So that is a major story. I want to bring in the crew, hit this, but then we're going to have to hit what is, I think, going to be potentially the biggest story in the nation that outkick the coverage broke yesterday afternoon, evening, and it is that in this crazy, insane world of political correctness that we have entered, ESPN has made maybe the most insane decision in the history of sports politically correctness with their decision to remove an Asian broadcaster named Robert Lee from a game he was scheduled to call at the University of Virginia, their game against William and Mary story. This is a real-life story that I'm going to go to right after we get a quick reaction on this trade from the crew out in L.A. Again, this is real life. ESPN pulled an Asian broadcaster named Robert Lee off of the Virginia William and Mary opening college football game in Charlottesville, Virginia, because they were concerned about the connection to Robert E. Lee and whether viewers would be triggered by an Asian man named Robert Lee calling a University of Virginia football game. This is real life. It's not a made-up story. We broke the story at Outkick the Coverage, and I'm going to talk about it more in a moment. But if you want to be entertained beyond belief, grab your popcorn because this is where we are as a society. But let's go out to L.A. Let's see what they think. Again, the Cavs have traded uh, Kyrie Irving to the Celtics, and in exchange, they get Isaiah Thomas, they get Crowder, they get the number five overall pick that would be up next year, I believe. Uh, Let's go out to L.A. Early read Danny G from you on this trade. Do you agree that the Cavs are still better, but that it strengthens the Celtics more in this battle against the Cavs? 
I don't think that they would win, for instance. I know it was a five-game series last season and that the Celtics won one and it was kind of a huge shock. I think it's probably a six-game series, maybe even a seven-game series now, and I think both teams still have limited chance at all of catching the Golden State Warriors. Your thoughts? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, my first thought when I saw the, the trade was that in the short term, it makes the Cavs better right now, but in the long term, I think the Celtics – will get the better of the deal. Uh, and also, I thought, wow, if LeBron does come to Los Angeles, it's going to be an epic battle between the Lakers and Celtics again. Because can you imagine the new arch enemies playing against each other in Celtics and Laker jerseys? Oh, I mean, it is, uh, it's, it's awesome for the NBA if that were to end up happening. What about you, uh, Robert? Any thoughts that you had in particular? Well, I kind of uh, agree with Danny there where I believe that in the short term it, it keeps the Cavs' window open for at least another year before LeBron and he can leave and Isaiah Thomas, they'll probably let him go. I don't think they're going to give him that max contract he's seeking. But um, I want to pat myself on the back a little bit. I don't know if you can hear it right here. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. because uh, Sounds I, like I, your head. Exactly. I, I also uh, produce Jason McIntyre's show on the weekends here at Fox Sports Radio. And I predicted this back in July. And, of course, you know, uh, Clay, you know, being a radio guy, the host took all the credit, and so he got on all he wanted the herd, and he didn't – his website, he said that he came up with the trade idea. That was actually me back in July. So kudos <laughs> to me. Kudos indeed. All right, let's shift gears here. I mean, obviously that trade is going on, and this is, uh, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. I want to open up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. So college football kicks off this weekend. Next weekend is the real official kickoff, and the University of Virginia is playing against William & Mary. And ESPN had assigned a Asian football announcer named Robert Lee. And you can go read about this at outkick.com. It's everywhere. I mean, we have, we have never had a story that has taken over like this. I was on Tucker Carlson last night. I'm going to be on Fox News again today. I've got media inquiries pouring in from all over the country about this story. I got tipped off. There are a lot of ESPN uh, employees who are big fans of OutKick. In fact, right now, a huge number of ESPN employees, as they begin their day driving into Bristol, are listening to us instead of Mike and Mike. That's because they believe that ESPN, which I call MSESPN, has totally lost its way and become a very uh, political organization that values left-wing opinion over anything else. And I've been making that argument for a couple of years now, and this may be the coup de grace. This may be the moment when everybody out there in the public at large takes a step back, even those who have been arguing against me. And in fact, I'm already seeing this and says, you know what? I've been arguing that Clay Travis was wrong when he was trying to say that ESPN was incredibly liberal for saying Michael Sam is a hero because he's gay and happens to play football, because Caitlyn Jenner decided to, to cut her penis off, because we have the, uh, the Colin Kaepernick protest, and we've never seen a network advocate ever for somebody to be employed like this before. But even the most left-wing of my critics is blown away by this story. Robert Lee, an Asian football announcer for the Virginia William and Mary game was moved off of the game because of his name being similar to Robert E. Lee. 
and people didn't believe this when OutKick wrote the story. ESPN issued an official statement last night about 8.30-ish Eastern, and here is the official statement again. This is not a story from The Onion. This is real life, and if you paid any attention at all to the way that we covered the poor guy Doug Adler who got fired for using the phrase gorilla effect, what you have seen is ESPN is hypersensitive to any left-wing criticism. You saw it when ESPN apologized for the fantasy football draft that crazy left-wing loser said reminded them of a slave auction, but all of those things pale in comparison to this. Again, this is an official statement from ESPN that they sent to me at Outkick the Coverage. We collectively made the decision with Robert to switch games as the tragic events in Charlottesville were unfolding simply because of the coincidence of his name. In that moment, it felt right to all parties. It's a shame that this is even a topic of conversation, and we regret that who calls play-by-play for a football game has become an issue. Asian guy named Robert Lee, ESPN pulled him off the Virginia game because they were afraid that there was going to be a controversy with a guy named Robert Lee and his similarity of name to Robert E. Lee. This is where we are as a country. This is what is happening. This is real life. I am going to open up the phone lines, and we're going to continue to unpack this absurdity about the decision made by ESPN here. I'm still in disbelief. When I got tipped off to this story, I had to track it down. It took me a little while because I was like, there's no way this can possibly be true. Even ESPN can't be this dumb to make a decision like this, to even allow that decision to be contemplated, is, I think, evidence. Again, as I said on Tucker Carlson last night, and you've heard me say it on this show before, this is why diversity of thought matters. This is why the fact that 96% of sports media voted against Donald Trump because you get a left-leaning discussion and nobody says, wait a minute, let me stand on the table here and ask you a question. Does it really make sense to fire uh, effectively this Asian guy from this game and move him to another game when if this story gets out and you have to assume that in this day and age, most stories are going to get out. If this story gets out, how is this going to look? Are we going to make things better or worse for ourselves by making this decision? We'll talk about this and what in the world ESPN could have been thinking. I'll open up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. This is a real-life story. If you're just hearing it for the first time, it's going to be everywhere. It's already everywhere. ESPN pulls an Asian announcer named Robert Lee off of the University of Virginia against William & Mary game because of the similarity of his game to Robert E. Lee. It's an upside-down world we live in, and sometimes I really do think like I'm the last sane person alive in the sports media. Your reactions, more from me, next on Fox Sports Radio. But first, let me tell you all about my crew at, i got to be honest with you, my friends at Indeed. For many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. 
That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, and schedule interviews all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Welcome back in. I'll kick the coverage. Hope your Wednesday is going spectacularly well. If your check engine light comes on, head to AutoZone. Their fix finder tool can check it on the spot for free. Get in the zone. AutoZone as well with TrueCar. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for and on average, save over three grand off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a newer used car, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Kyrie Irving's been traded. That's obviously the big news in sports. But the big news in the nation, honestly, is this absurdity. ESPN pulls an announcer named Robert Lee. And I'm not kidding about this. Outkick the coverage broke this story. You can go to outkick.com and check it out yourself. Broke this story, and it's going to be the most read thing we've ever had. Millions of people have flooded the website. This is one, it's going to be one of the top stories all over the nation today. And I think a lot of people out there are kind of pulling their hair out saying, this is one of the most ridiculous stories I have ever seen in my life. Robert Lee, an Asian announcer, pulled off of the University of Virginia game to avoid offending viewers and uh, because his name is too similar to Robert E. Lee. I'll go to L.A., and then I'm going to go to your calls, 877-996-6369. I don't know what ESPN was trying to prevent here. Worst-case scenario, what happens? This is why you need diversity of thought more than you need diversity of color. Like, everybody, diversity is a big topic, right? Like, oh, we've got to be diverse. We've got to be diverse. You don't need to be diverse in color. You need to be diverse in thought. That helps you avoid stupid decisions like this. Because if ESPN had had anybody with a brain inside this building, they would have stood up and said, wait a minute, what's the worst case scenario that happens here if we happen to keep this guy named Robert Lee on this game? What's the worst case scenario? Well, maybe a few people make jokes on social media. And they would be funny, and people would probably laugh, and they would be like, man, look how hard Robert E. Lee is working to get back into Charlottesville now. They're trying to take his statue down. He's gone and disguised himself as an Asian dude calling a football game. Man, that's slick of Robert E. Lee, right? It's funny. Everybody knows the Asian Robert Lee is different than the Confederate General Robert E. Lee, who, oh, by the way, died in 1870. In case ESPN needs a tutorial in history, Robert E. Lee is dead and buried in Washington and Lee Chapel on the campus there in the Shenandoah Valley. Meanwhile, Robert Lee is a living Asian man who still lives in the flesh and calls sporting events. I don't think there are going to be a lot of people who are like, man, look at what's going on here. Robert E. Lee and Robert Lee are the same dude, right? So the worst case scenario for ESPN is that we get a joke, a small joke that plays out that a few people are laughing at for an hour during a college football Saturday. And if you know what Twitter and Facebook are like on a college football Saturday, there are so many big games going on that at most this is a funny joke that lasts for a couple of hours, and then it's totally over. Instead, ESPN pulls him off this game, and it becomes a major 
national story, arguably as big of a story, ridiculously, as we have seen in the intersection of sports and politically correct America, maybe ever. Because I think a lot of you are like, if this is the new litmus test for what's appropriate, I don't even want to be in this country anymore. Bob Lee, to his credit, Bob Lee, B-O-B-L-E-Y, he does outside the lines on ESPN. He uh, tweeted out last night late, and this is pretty funny, uh, rather worried my employee ID pass may not admit me in the AM, life as scripted by Onion Sports. Indeed. Let's go out to L.A. You guys don't always agree with every opinion that I have. You guys have to agree this is one of the most ridiculous stories in the history of the sports universe, right? Yeah, Clay, I would agree it's a dumb story, and it's a dumb story because we know about it. Because, you know, I, number one, I don't think anyone's going to be watching a Virginia football game to begin with. Virginia's playing William & Mary. It's not like it's exactly. a massive game. That's number one. Number two— So that that's a great point, because this idea that it was going to turn into a huge story that Robert Lee is calling the Virginia game, it's one of the least interesting games that are going on all day. Right, Robert Lee is was going to be calling the University of Virginia against William and Mary. So most people, it's a it's a division, you know, an FCS school playing against an FBS school. So outside of Virginia, people who went to that school and people who went to William and Mary, almost nobody is paying attention to this game. And and it's kind of to piggyback off of that, Clay, I think because it was such a, a low profile game, they thought they could kind of get away with it, and, and no one would really notice that it, that it happened. But you know, when you got a, a sleuth like Clay Travis <laughs> on, on the on the well, uh, on the case, you know, it became a big story. So, well, I think also what should be pointed out here is there are tons of awesome people at ESPN who think that their company has gone off the deep end, and they read out kick the coverage. And like I said when I started the show, they are listening right now as they're driving into work. They're listening to this instead of Mike and Mike, and all over the country, ESPN employees just like you guys who are listening right now, and they they listen to me because they think I'm a voice of sanity in an otherwise insane world at ESPN, and they're the ones who tip me off. So it's, I mean, I got tipped off by ESPN employees about this story because they were like, just please write about this. Our company is so off the rails when it comes to being politically correct that you need to be the voice of reason to try and help all of us who are sane, who are working at ESPN, who have to deal with this stupidity like this on a daily basis. Like ESPN really thinks and thought that they were making a decision that would make the world a better place. And again, that's why diversity of thought matters. Uh, any other thoughts out in L.A.? No, I mean, all I would say is I, I disagree with you a lot on the show. And by the way, the First Amendment's alive and well, I like to say <laughs> on this show, right? I don't expect everybody to agree with me on anything. And so people are and callers and everybody else can tee off on me and, and say you're crazy for this opinion. But even you, Danny G, you're like, this is this is like yeah, just pure I, I laughed when I saw the story yesterday. It, it, it's pretty ridiculous. And uh, the result has been that this guy is trending uh, nationwide on social media. Uh, I'm on Fox News. I've got people reaching out all over the country in major media outlets wanting me to come on. There's probably people listening right now, major media outlets, that are going to use the audio from our show today. Uh, to to play on uh, on television and on their broadcast news broadcast across the country. I mean, this thing is going to be big all day today, unless somehow we go to war with North Korea or something. So let's go to the phone lines eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. I want to give you an opportunity to react to this craziness. Also, anybody out there even want to attempt to argue that ESPN hasn't gone insanely left wing and become MS ESPN? Even my biggest critics who are like Clay Travis is full of crap. He's been making this like they all just bowed down. 
they were like, Clay's right. Like, I'm not even going to argue anymore. I, I call myself the King Solomon of the internet and sports talk radio. I have perfect judgment, in my opinion. Also, hate to, hate to brag. You guys know that. But this just confirms everything that I've been saying. Gary in Colorado Springs. What's up, Gary? Hey, good morning, Clay. And I want to applaud you, my friend, for uh, getting on top, being on top of it. You've been on top of this ESPN thing for some time. When I heard the story last night, I'm just watching Fox News after uh, the president had his big uh, rally thing out there in Phoenix. And that's when I heard it. uh, And I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, they have, you know something? I'm going to say this real quick, and I'm going to get off. I am so happy ESPN did this because this really shows how blatantly idiotic the the, uh, people that run ESPN are. And, uh, I mean, to show that they are that left wing and, um, you know, it's just it's ludicrous. But I, I just wanted to applaud you for being all over this. You have a great day. I appreciate that. We've got loaded lines, 877-996-6369. Your reaction's coming up. But first, let's find out what's trending now. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier as well. For a great shave at a great price, join Dollar Shave Club. New members get their first month of the Executive Razor and a tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash outkick. Thank you for joining us here on a Wednesday morning. Outkick the coverage dominating the news cycle after we broke the news that ESPN was removing a Asian announcer named Robert Lee. For, I mean, what's crazy about this is I, as I say it, I'm like, I have to clarify this is not an Onion article. If you were trying to do Mad Libs, absurd, politically correct stories that could happen, like even the writers at the Onion can't do this. Satire is almost impossible to keep track of because the country has so lost its proverbial mind in particular, the left wing of this country, always afraid, tiptoeing around on eggshells. Are we going to offend somebody? Is somebody going to be upset? What can we do to avoid triggering all these losers out there, all these snowflakes running around, constantly melting, shrieking, putting their hands to their face, grabbing their pearls, clutching, falling back onto the couch? Get a damn life. Robert Lee, an Asian broadcaster, was removed from the University of Virginia and William and Mary football game that is scheduled for next weekend, the weekend after this one in Charlottesville, Virginia, because the similarity of his name was too close to Robert E. Lee, the long-dead Confederate general who has been much in the news surrounding a statue in Charlottesville, Virginia. Other Again, this is where I come back to I feel like like I used to argue all the time that teams needed a director of common sense, right? I think to the extent that I have talents, and I got pretty good talents, but one of them is I know how stories are going to play, and I can tell you what the impact of something is going to be. Like I have a good gauge for what national public opinion is going to be, right? And so if you had come to me with this story, let's say ESPN had, and they'd say, hey, Clay, we got this Asian announcer named Robert Lee. Okay, 
right now he's scheduled to call the University of Virginia against William and Mary game in Charlottesville, Virginia. You're aware of what goes on in the news. You're aware that Robert E. Lee has been controversial. What should we do? And I would be like, are you guys kidding me? First of all, there may be a couple of jokes about a guy named Robert Lee calling the University of Virginia game, given the fact that his name is similar to Robert E. Lee. But he's Asian. So it is not the actual Robert E. Lee, right? Secondly, this thing may, for a short blip of time, have a little bit of fun associated with it. People on Twitter, people on Facebook, they're funny. The Instagram, there will be people out there who will take this guy's picture and say something like, man, Robert E. Lee doing everything he can to sneak into Charlottesville, right? And it'll be a picture maybe of Robert E. Lee next to this guy or Photoshopped picture of of this guy's head on Robert E. Lee's face. And it will last, people will laugh regardless of their race, gender, ethnicity. They'll look at it, they'll laugh. It won't be very serious. And then it'll be gone within, like, first of all, there's not many people watching this game. Assuming that the college football opening weekend has any good games at all, assuming that Michigan-Florida is a good game, assuming that we got a good game going on between Alabama and Florida State at night, it will be totally gone within an hour of that game being over. And nobody will talk about it anymore, and it will be a non-story. Right? That's what's going to happen. So that's one option. Don't change anything. Just keep this guy on the game. The other option, pull this guy off the game, switch him to Pittsburgh-Youngtown State, which is what they did, and hope to God that nobody ever finds out about this trade happening, basically. And as a result, it just disappears, and it's not a story at all. So let's think about this on a risk-reward basis. Which of these two situations is worse for the company? We already have this reputation, which is deserved, of being a hyper-left-wing MSESPN company that bends over backwards to avoid offending anybody and has no sanity in place anymore. That's how you end up apologizing for a fantasy football auction because your critics on the far left said, oh, this reminds me of a slave auction when you're auctioning off Odell Beckham Jr. That's how you end up believing that Michael Sam is a hero because he likes to have sex with dudes. That's how you end up believing that Caitlyn Jenner is a hero because she cut her penis off. That's how you end up for months covering Colin Kaepernick like he's a modern-day Rosa Parks. All of those things are indicative of a company that has so far lost its way that it's gone so far left-wing that they've lost touch with common sense, that they've lost touch with their basic viewer. Do you know why we're adding affiliates left and right, over 250 of them in all 50 states, satellite radio, podcast numbers? Do you know why this show is dominating? It's because we're a voice of common sense in an ocean of politically correct crap. It's not a coincidence that OutKick the Coverage broke this show, broke this story. So many people at ESPN are like, thank God that this website, that this show exists to point out how insane the sports media has become. This is what happened. People talk about the the political media being biased. Guys, in the recent presidential election, 4% of the sports media voted for Donald Trump. 96% voted against him. 4%! 
Think about how insane that is. I keep beating the drum because there's so much talk about diversity, diversity, diversity. What matters is diversity of opinion. And you end up making stupid decisions like ESPN pulling a guy named Robert Lee off of a broadcast because of the similarity to his name, Robert E. Lee. And he's Asian because you lack the ability to understand how ridiculous that's going to look to everybody else out there in the public. Donald Trump won this election because of decisions like this from ESPN. There are tons of people who voted for Donald Trump that can't stand him. A lot of you listening right now did that. Why? Because you're just like, I am so convinced that America has lost its way because of stories like these. Going to take your calls, 877-996-6369. I'm Clay Travis. Thanks for spending your Wednesday with us here on Fox Sports Radio. We're also going to touch base with my guy, John Campbell. He's going to hop on for a couple minutes. What's the overall impact in Vegas of the Kyrie Irving trade? Did it change anything with Vegas or the offshore? And we're just a couple of days away from Mayweather-McGregor. What's going on with those lines? We'll touch base with John Campbell, our guy. He's usually on with us every Wednesday. He's going to be on with us for a couple minutes next segment. Here on Fox Sports Radio and your calls, I'm Clay Travis, and this is the most trusted source anywhere in the media. It's Outkick the Coverage. Your morning, 6 to 9, every single day. Everybody's mad at ESPN. Tupac might not be, but everybody else is. Rest in peace. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. We bring in my guy, John Campbell. John Campbell with us every single Wednesday to get a quick hit here on the impact of the major Kyrie Irving trade. John Campbell at Oddshark. You can find him at Johnny Oddshark on Twitter. John Campbell, what is the impact of Kyrie Irving to the Celtics from a gambling perspective? Those guys are the experts. What have the offshores and Vegas reacted? How have they to this trade? Well, most of them are off the board right now, but um, but Celtics are, are moving up the board fast, and they're a team that uh, that has been moving up the board here in the offseason, and, and Cleveland's obviously gone down a little bit. Kyrie Irving, I got him worth about four points to the spread as well. So you think this makes, and I think that's the general consensus, the Celtics better in terms of the trade immediately impacting, maybe still not better than the Celtics because LeBron James, uh, in conjunction with Kevin Love and Isaiah Thomas, is probably still not as good as Hayward, Kyrie, and Al Horford with Jason Tatum kind of hanging out there. Probably still the Cavs will be favored, but it's a lot closer than it was before this trade. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So also, while we've got you here, and I appreciate you joining us uh, as you do every single Wednesday, uh, again, it's John Campbell at OddShark.com. Mayweather McGregor, I thought, would be one of our top stories today before ESPN made the idiotic decision to move a guy named Robert Lee off of a football game, igniting the Internet and pretty much everyone with a brain into <laughs> like just paroxysms of rage. So uh, what is the latest on Mayweather McGregor? I know that the line now is down to Mayweather like minus 400, which is pretty wild because uh, all the money is still coming in on Conor McGregor. How much exposure do the books have here? They have a ton. They have a ton. They'll definitely be pulling for for Mayweather, and most of them are seeing between ten and twenty to one in terms of bets. Uh, the number of bets on McGregor to Mayweather, and it's mostly casual bettors who who are betting boxing for the first time and and uh, coming up to the window and and asking what the odds are, and they'd much rather 
lay uh, $1 to win four or, or to win three or four on McGregor than risk four or five to win one on Mayweather. But minus 400 ain't that bad for Mayweather, considering he started uh, at minus 2250 when this line opened. Yeah, and a lot of times gamblers aren't very smart in the way they think. Like, if you could win, if every year you could do win one minus 400 bet, you would make an unbelievable return on your money, and in, like, 25 years you'd be richer than Warren Buffett, right? People don't understand. Like, 20% return is unheard of in the financial markets, right? If you consistently could make 20%. My only nervousness here about betting on Mayweather is, is that I feel like there might be a fix in the case. Like, boxing is notorious for having rigged jobs for the, the – for the assuming there's not a knockout, assuming it goes to the judges for split decisions, and there's just so much money at play here. If McGregor won the match, there would be a rematch that Mayweather could win, and then there would be a rubber match, and each of these guys would make hundreds of millions of dollars more than they stand to make off of the first match because – the interest level on this match, I would say in general, and you probably agree with me, John Campbell, is that it's an intriguing matchup between two personalities. But most people out there believe that Mayweather's going to win. If McGregor beat him, or God forbid, won a decision that was controversial, then everybody would watch the second fight because they'd be like, man, this was an even battle. And then whoever wins the second fight, assuming that Mayweather comes back, then you set up a third fight, which would be the most lucrative of all time. That's why, honestly, I haven't pulled the trigger and put down a lot of money on Mayweather because I think just looking at the fighters head up, there's no way Mayweather shouldn't win this fight. Yeah, that, that's my logic, too, with this one. And, and to your point, one of, one of the things that, that raised an eyebrow with me was uh, a boxing rematch is paying plus 350 for there to be yeah. a rematch in the last uh, up to the end of 2018. So I would have thought the odds would be worse than that. But uh, but that's what has me worried a little bit, too, is there's just so much money on the line. But I think I'm still going to go with Mayweather. I think these odds are, are are just so good on him at minus 400. You explained it really well. This is These are still really good odds and a good investment considering Mayweather's never lost and McGregor's going to have his first professional fight here. All right, last question for you. We're talking to John Campbell. Go check him out at oddshark.com. It's a gambling and informational-related website where you can track everything when it comes to the gambling industry. John, is it possible, if you were setting odds, that ESPN is going to do something dumber than this, what they just did, removing this guy Robert Lee off the Virginia game, in the next five years. Would you make ESPN now a favorite to be dumber than this in the next five years, or is this the dumbest possible thing they can do? It's always possible, Clay. It's always possible. <laughs> yeah, sure. betting, betting on human stupidity is always one that, uh, that pays off in the end. Thank you, uh, John Campbell. Appreciate the time, my man. Thanks, Clay. That's John Campbell. Follow him at Johnny Oddshark. Check him out at oddshark.com. All right, 877-996-6369. As we finish off the first hour, Kyrie Irving has been traded. You all know that. But a lot of you are waking up, and you may just be hearing this story right now for the first time. ESPN has made the decision to pull an Asian announcer named Robert Lee off of calling the William & Mary at University of Virginia game because his name is too similar to Robert E. Lee, and they are afraid that they will trigger viewers. They are afraid that their viewers are idiots. Here is the official comment that ESPN provided to me at Outkick the Coverage when we broke this story. If you want to go read this story, go to outkick.com. ESPN said, we collectively made the decision with Robert 
to switch games as the tragic events in Charlottesville were unfolding simply because of the coincidence of his name. In that moment, it felt right to all parties. It's a shame that this is even a topic of conversation, and we regret that who calls play-by-play for a football game has become an issue. By the way, this is ironic because ESPN makes who calls play-by-play for football games an issue all the time. They have constant media availabilities for the people who are calling games, and that's well and proper. they got a lot of really talented people at ESPN. But ESPN's like, we regret that this has become an issue. You made it an issue. You pulled this guy off of the game because his name is the same as a Confederate general who died in 1870. Bob Lee is screwed. You know what Bob Lee, who hosts Outside the Lines on ESPN's name is? Robert A. Lee. Oh, my God. This guy is in for it. He goes by Bob Lee, but his name is Robert A. Lee. L-E-Y, I have no idea how he's still going to be employed at ESPN today after this precedent. I'm Clay Travis. Your call is 877-996-6369 next on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Stop into your local AutoZone for the parts, products, and helpful advice you need to get the job done right. Let's get you what you need. Get in the zone, AutoZone. It was a wild night. Kyrie Irving gets traded. We just talked to John Campbell at OddShark.com about the overall impact. So impactful that many offshores and Vegas sportsbooks have pulled this game off the, off the board, the futures for the NBA, as they try to assess the overall impact. LeBron, Kevin Love, and Isaiah Thomas, the new big three in Cleveland, and we have uh, the Hayward, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford era with Jason Tatum kind of sitting out there right on the fringe as the new big at three era in Boston. In the long term, this makes the Celtics much better. This, to me, also signifies that, that LeBron James is likely leaving. The Cavs with the top five pick. They will be able to remake their team. They can decide whether or not they want to sign Isaiah Thomas to an extension. Lots of decisions to make in Cleveland, but to me, the story, LeBron James likely out. This solidifies the stranglehold that the Golden State Warriors already had on the NBA because it makes the Cavs at least a little bit worse. It makes the Celtics better, but it does not create, in my opinion, an Eastern Conference team that is going to be able to challenge the Golden State Warriors or, to be fair, even the top teams in the West for superiority in the NBA. We have got a ton of calls to get to, 877-996-6369. Many of you have been waiting because the biggest story in sports right now, it has crossed over into the uh, sports, beyond the sports arena. CNN is covering this, MSNBC, Fox News. Outkick the coverage if you're just waking up. Last night broke the news that ESPN had removed an Asian announcer named Robert Lee from calling the University of Virginia William and Mary game because his name was too similar to Robert E. Lee and they were afraid that they would offend and or trigger some of their viewers with that connection. This is real life. This is not a made-up Onion article headline. This is not Saturday Night Live fake news. This is real news that Outkick the Coverage broke. ESPN issued a statement confirming this story to OutKick. I was on Tucker Carlson last night. I'm going to be on Fox News and several other news stations later in the day. ESPN's official statement 
we collectively made the decision with Robert to switch games as the tragic events in Charlottesville were unfolding simply because of the coincidence of his name. In that moment, it felt right to all parties. It's a shame that this is even a topic of conversation, and we regret that who calls play-by-play for a football game has become an issue. Our poll question, you can go find me at Clay Travis, and I need you to vote in because I'm curious, is this the dumbest decision in the history of ESPN removing Robert Lee from the University of Virginia game because his name is too similar to Robert E. Lee? So far, hundreds of you voting, 73% of you saying yes, this is the dumbest thing that ESPN has ever done in the history of its network. I believe this is what happens when you allow yourself to go far left and don't have diversity of opinion. You make decisions that all of you out there right now as you start your day are sitting around like, is this real life? Is this is where the country has become that if an Asian dude named Robert Lee has too similar of a name to Robert E. Lee, ESPN is worried about offending its viewers. They're worried about it being controversial. They are worried about a story that should have been a non-story that nobody would have noticed for more than an hour or two if a guy named Robert Lee had happened to call the University of Virginia game. Instead, to avoid offending what? Two or three of the dumbest people in America, they make the decision to move Robert Lee, creating a massive story over this entire snafu. What an unbelievably absurd story that is perfect for what we do here which is dominate the mornings across the nation in all 50 states. Your phone calls now. Let's go to, who do you think makes the most sense? Let's go to Aaron in Michigan. Aaron in Michigan first up here. on Mike in, Cal- who? Mike in California? Mike in California first up. Mike, what's up? Hey, Clay. Uh, first of all, you got it all wrong. It, it's not, uh, it, it's ESPCNN. Uh, <laughs> this, this is incredible. I was a loyal listener to ESPN. I listened to Mike and Mike every morning uh, two weeks ago, and I finally got tired of them trying to be an agent for Colin Kaepernick. So I, yep. I heart radio. I started listening to you guys, and uh, oh my God, I, I love the OKTC uh, outkick the coverage. And ESPN now, two in two weeks, they. With the debacle, with the uh, fantasy uh, football auction deal. Yeah, for people who don't know, let me explain that. ESPN apologized because they were auctioning off top football players like Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Odell Beckham Jr. And people online said, wait a minute, the Odell Beckham Jr. auction reminds us too much of a slave auction. This really happened. And ESPN apologized to critics for doing that. And now they followed it up by making this decision to move Robert Lee. I mean, it's just an, an, an unbelievable experience. Absolutely. Just, just incredible. And like I said, I've, now I'm, it's Fox News, uh, and, and your, your show is, is one of my favorites. And uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, good God, ESPCNN, you're, you're, you're done. <laughs> I appreciate the call. There's lots of people out there. I feel like the American populace is feeling as if the common sense has died, right? That's why this show does so well. It's not because we are like necessarily um, going to be like, you know, don't necessarily know what my opinion is going to be on any given day, right? I might surprise you. But you do know that there's going to be some level of common sense associated with it. 
I think I have good judgment. I call myself the King Solomon of the Internet. I think you put a difficult situation in front of me. We do the anonymous mailbag on Outkick the Coverage, one of the most popular weekly columns anywhere. And I think if you give me a difficult problem, I can solve it. I really do. David in Utah. David, what's up? Hey, Clay. Great show. I just uh, appreciate the operative word, common sense. I am a truck driver. I make 25,000 decisions a week uh, with traffic and people. Can you imagine if our industry operated the way CNN and ESPN operated? There would be trucks and ditches, freaks tipped over. Got, you can't live your life that way, but they expect us to think that way. It is unbelievable. Uh, whether it's an airline pilot or a surgeon, you've got to use common sense every day as a way to operate and live. But they expect us to do otherwise. And we're, I think the American public is just fatigued with that line of thought. And you hit it on the head. you just got to wake up. I think people are doing a great job. I just really love the show. I appreciate that. Uh, 877-996-6369. I think that's the thing, right? I mean, is there a single person out there that can defend ESPN at all in this decision? Like, if I tried to go spin zone on you, right? If I tried to go spin zone in my earlier career when I was an attorney, I could defend any side, right? You pay me enough money, I'll make the best possible argument that I could for you. It's even hard to make an argument for ESPN here. Okay, I always like to think about things in life as best-case and worst-case scenario, right? Best-case scenario for ESPN, what happens here? Nobody finds out about this. And they avoid a couple of jokes on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram about, and they're funny jokes, by the way, that aren't offensive jokes. It's like, man, look how hard Robert E. Lee's working to try to get back into Charlottesville. And then somebody puts up a picture of Robert Lee, the Asian announcer, calling the University of Virginia game. And if you're scrolling through your Twitter feed or Instagram or Facebook, you might laugh a little bit, regardless of, by the way, your race, your gender, your ethnicity. Is it still allowable to laugh? Can we still laugh at things in America, or is laughing insensitive too? Uh, You would have laughed, and you would have moved right on and paid attention to games that actually matter. So Virginia and William & Mary, not at the top of anybody's list, unless you happen to be a Virginia or William & Mary fan, right? And so you'd laugh about this a little bit. You'd be like, oh, you know, that's pretty funny. And that would be the end of it. That would be the sum total of this story. So absolute worst case scenario, if you live, leave Robert Lee on this game, he trends maybe for an hour, probably not even that long. A few thousand people retweet a funny picture, maybe of old school Robert E. Lee with the Asian Robert E. Lee's face on him talking about how hard Robert E. Lee is working to get back into Charlotte after how, Charlottesville after how controversial things have been. That's it, right? That's the absolute worst case for ESPN in this situation. And by the way, if anybody is triggered or anybody is offended or anybody is hurt by this move, you know what you do? You just call them out for being a loser. This has been my talk for a while. Like, instead of apologizing to people who are perpetually offended – why don't you call out those people and say, hey, quit being a loser? When did being offended become something that a company worries about? When did a loser being offended become something that someone worries about in this country? There are 323 million of us out there. My response anytime somebody is offended is to say, I'm offended that you're offended. And you know what people say when you come back to them? 
they literally have no response because they are so used to being offended being the trump card because companies and industries and most people immediately apologize. You know how many times I've apologized in my career? Zero. Now, I apologize to my wife all the time so she'll still sleep with me, but I don't apologize for things that I say on the radio. I don't apologize for things that I write. Do you know why? Because I mean them. (laughs) I'm in the opinion business. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think every day, and I'm not going to apologize if it upsets you because I'm not in the business of caring whether or not you're offended. When did in America it become acceptable for somebody to grab their pearls, fall back onto their couch, and say, oh my, I had a fainting spell, I'm offended. And for somebody to respond, I'm so sorry that we offended you. My response is different. If I haven't offended you yet, tell me how to do it, because that's what I want to do. I think people should be offended in this country. Because if you're offended, it means you're having to interact with opinions that you might not hold dear. And in this era where everybody builds silos surrounded by people who only have the exact same opinion as them all day long, you need every now and then to get a bright dash of cold water slapped across your face where you realize, hey, maybe everybody doesn't think the exact same thing that I do all day long. So what I'm encouraging the OutKick Army to do is every time somebody in your life says, I'm offended, be your wife, kids, co-workers, immediately come back with, I'm offended that you're offended. Because the person who is offended thinks that being offended is a trump card. Like, bang, I'm offended. Like in this situation, somebody sees Robert Lee, the Asian dude, calling this University of Virginia game, and they're outraged, and they're offended, and they go on Twitter, and they're like, boom, I'm offended. My response would be, quit being a pussy willow. Hey, so what? You're a bitch. Moreover, I'm offended that you're offended. Watch their brain explode. Because they think that being offended is a one-way street. They're driving down it down the offensive highway, like, offended, 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 when there's a car coming the other direction right at them, and somebody says, hey, I'm offended too, it's like they slam on the brakes and they have no idea what to do. The people out there that are perpetually offended have no idea how to respond if you respond by saying, you know what, you got a good point. I'm offended that you're offended. Their mind blows up because they've been conditioned to believe That only thing that matters is their opinion and the world should be bent to their will and everybody who is offending them should have to apologize. And that's what ESPN does. They worry about the two people instead of the 98 in 100 that could see through this. Poll questions up right now. If you don't follow me on Twitter, what are you doing with your life? You should be. I'm at Clay Travis. And the poll question is up right now and thousands of you are voting is removing Robert Lee from calling the Virginia game because his name is too similar to Robert E. Lee, the dumbest thing ESPN has ever done. And they've done a lot of dumb things. 76% of you are voting yes. I'm going to leave the phone lines open for this next segment, then we're going to join Jeff Schwartz. Is there a single person out there who thinks ESPN made the right decision? 877-996-6369. We're on in all 50 states. We are on satellite radio. There are people streaming this show all over the world. Is there a single person listening right now 
who believes that ESPN made the right decision here, that Robert Lee should not have called this game? If so, I want you to call in right now, and I want to hear from you. Hell, I want ESPN executives to call in right now and defend this decision. You guys were all there making the decision. Should we have Robert Lee call this game? You're consulting with Robert Lee. You're sitting around. You're discussing it. Is there a single person on earth? You did it somehow in this boardroom. You all reached this decision. This is what happens when diversity of thought doesn't exist. People make stupid decisions. Everybody out there like, oh, we got to have diversity of color. Shut up about diversity of color. What matters is diversity of thought. You don't need a bunch of people who look different and think the same. You need a lot of people who think differently. That's how companies thrive. It's all a cliche now to say, oh, we want a rainbow. We want the United Colors of Benetton. we got to have a different-looking group of people who all think the same thing. Uh -uh. What matters in this country is diversity of thought. 4% of sports writers and sports media voted for Donald Trump. 4%. That's how you end up with decisions made like this at ESPN. I'm Clay Travis. I'm not a pussy willow. Lots of you are, and that's why you need to listen to this show so you can sack up every now and then. Don't be offended. Don't be a pussy willow. Is there a person who can defend ESPN? 877-996-6369. This is Fox Sports. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance, extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Um, Let's go to the man that I think everybody out there is thinking, you know what I need to hear from about this? Let's go to our guy, Willie, down in New Orleans. Willie, what's up? Yeah, good morning. How are you doing? I'm excellent. What do you think about this uh, this Robert Lee versus Robert E. Lee decision? Well, like I said before, I think it's stupid, 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 stupid. I don't <laughs> listen to ESPN. I listen to you because you bring the truth. And the, the word like it go, I'm okay, you're okay, stop the world and let me off. That's all that I can say because ESPN, they don't have no kind of doggone sense. And the people to them CEOs, they go along with it. You know, I can be all up there in the boardroom playing with a Rubik's Cube. They ain't got nothing else to come up with something stupid. But okay. And I may see you in Atlanta when uh, Alabama and uh, Florida play. Cause I'm going up there because I'm going to win the Powerball. So let you People know the Powerball is up to half a billion dollars. How much right money is the Powerball? <laughs> How much money is the Powerball right now? Six hundred and fifty million. What would you do if you won six hundred and fifty million, Willie? Would you waste it all on women, and uh, I mean, would you spend it all on women and whiskey, and then and just rate waste the rest? No, I'll go to that place where you just came from down there in uh, Costa Rica. Costa Rica was amazing. Women. <laughs> yeah, you, I get a whole bunch of women. What kind of women do you like the best? You like uh, you like black women, white women. You like I was, everything. I was in the Navy, Clay. I've been retired there since '82. I, I know how to go through money like Sherman went to Atlanta. I know how to burn it up. Willie, what do you think about this Kyrie Irving trade? You like it or not? Uh, well, he's going he's going to Boston, so he's going to really have a lot of dog on him because them people in Boston they don't play. I used to be stationed in Boston. They had got a place on on uh, Tremont Street. 
yep. called a combat zone. And that was in the old days when the Boston Red Sox had a guy named Jimmy Pearsall. Now, you talk about a crazy guy. He was crazy. They made a movie out of him. They don't make no movies out athletes today. You know, I mean, I don't understand, you know. <laughs> and my people, they don't even want to look at Jackie Robinson. Number 42, Jackie Robinson. Brad Ricky was the most bravest white man. I think he was a Jew. But anyway, he was the bravest. Well, I mean, whatever. I don't use him. Like yeah, but yeah, but he was he was a brave guy. What do you think about people who compare Colin Kaepernick or uh, or Mike? What do you think about people who compare Michael Sam to Jackie Robinson? So Michael Sam, on one hand, you got a black guy who played in the Major League Baseball. On the other side, you got a black guy who likes to sleep with dudes. You think those are the same thing? Well, it's your opinion to be whatever you want. Because yep. a lot of my big people, they don't even get a prostate exam. And you know, in this big day, I'm probably going to do this other stuff, you know, fancy. you got to have common sense. The, the, the people today don't have no common sense, Travis, Mr. Travis. But like right. I say, you right. let the word is out. I like Tennessee because Tennessee, as I said before, is a volunteer state. You know, they don't be have to worry about nobody, even a blue, black, green, or red. When there's a disaster, they come together. They don't go to FEMA. They don't go to the Red Cross. Like my place up in Smoky Mountain. My girlfriend, Miss Dolly Parton, she, when she cooked, she must set an extra plate for, uh, for a visitor. You don't know when a, a tumble weed don't come in. And and them, them hillbillies up there, them cockroaches in the car, what they do? They just volunteer to help everybody. And they got some good whiskey down there. That Jack Daniel. I don't drink, but I can sell a lot of it. <laughs> Willie, we appreciate the call. Have a good morning down in New Orleans. I will. I will. If we win, we're going to have a hell of a time, you and me, with some Costa Rican. That's Willie calling in. And uh, Willie is always great. Uh, but first, Willie, I, I, I almost am of the opinion that Willie has just like, he's dunked on so many of the other callers that I don't even know necessarily that we need other callers like that's how good Willie is let's go to trending right now we come back Jeff Schwartz he joins us every single Wednesday he's gonna hop in we'll talk a little bit about the NFL we'll talk about this ridiculous decision by ESPN and we'll see what he thinks of the Kyrie Irving trade our buddy Jeff Schwartz up next but first let's find out what coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier I'm Clay Travis thanks for spending your Wednesday with us every single Wednesday at this time we're joined by Jeff Shorts bringing in Jeff now former NFL offensive lineman Jeff Robert Lee versus Robert E Lee an Asian dude versus a Confederate general in 1870 easy to get them mixed up right Yeah just a little bit there's 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 actually one funny thing that came of this, which is Bob Lee's tweet last night, which was remarkable. <laughs> you know, Bob Lee's name is actually Robert A. Lee. He's really close to Robert E. Lee. I mean, he's got to be sleeping with one eye open. Hey, he's done for. It was, it was great. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the funny thing about the situation is ESPN got far more backlash for doing this than they would have if they just let him oh. do it. And, and two you know, social justice warriors on Twitter ended up, uh, tweeting about it, right? I mean, this is this is far more PR damage than it would have been if they had just let him call the game. Uh, if, you know, it's a game that not many people will probably watch. Who's Virginia even playing? I mean, William and Mary. Like big, 
yeah, so, so only locals will be watching that game. Um, this would have not been a story had they not uh, removed it from the game. It is, it is so funny to me that we've entered into this world where a lot of times, I'm going to be honest with you, it's not just this story, and you can go read it at outkick.com, outkick the coverage, my website uh, broke this story yesterday. It's not even just this story, Jeff. It's like I see headlines coming across the, 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 the landscape like on social media every day, and I'm like, this can't be real life. And when I initially was tipped off about this, I didn't even realize I didn't know Robert Lee. Like, right, he's not a name that right. I immediately like recognize as a play-by-play announcer. So I thought, oh, this is kind of weird. I just assumed it was a white dude um, because I'm like, well, maybe that's the reason they're moving him because he's a white guy named Robert Lee. And then I looked up that he was Asian, and it just like I was just like, this is the. I really think that for a lot of people out there, this is just the peak of the death of common sense because companies are making such stupid decisions to try to offending, uh, try to avoid offending people. And, like, why is being offended a bad thing, right? Like, I don't understand. In, in order to be – like, think about the person that you know who has never, ever done anything that could remotely be considered offensive. Like, that's somebody that you probably don't like or care about very much, right? Because they are right. so boring. If you are so blandly inoffensive that you have never said or done or had an opinion that could upset somebody, you're like a robot. You're like you're not even a real human. And so I think most people just respond in this way and say, this is just the death of common sense. There is no more common sense in the world of sports, which is unfortunate because I think a lot of people come to sports because it's their escape from the death of common sense. And now the stupidity that has infected all of our country has spread to sports and you can't even escape it here. Well, I think the two downfalls of social media are this, this sensitivity um, toward criticism and we, you, know, you lost nuance any conversation. I mean, there's conversations that, I unfortunately try to get into on Twitter that you can't be answered 140 characters. And that's what social media has become. It's become where, where people now go out of their way to not get offended, which is funny because you can follow who you want to follow on social media. So you can choose um, you know, to not be that, offended that, if you don't want to That's a great point. That's a great point because my argument has always been, imagine, like I watch Game of Thrones, right? And, and spoiler alert, two of the top relationships in Game of Thrones right now are incestual. People get Correct. murdered left <laughs> and right. There's rape. There's, like, violence. There is, you know, bloodshed. I mean, it, it, there, it is a spectacular show, as I always say, if you like sex and violence, right? But it's an incredibly, quote-unquote, offensive show. Even most great literature is, quote-unquote, offensive, right? Huckleberry right. Finn has got a lot of things that make people uncomfortable, uh, go read any great book that has withstood the test of time. Shakespeare is often insanely bloody, violent, sex-soaked. Sex, uh, like, all of these things, because they represent this whole full scope of life. So how in the 21st century have we regressed to the point now where people say, I'm offended, and they expect that it's going to suddenly change things, that that's something that they should be proud of, as opposed to something that... Like, if you're offended by something, to me, you should be like ashamed of yourself that as a grown person, your response to something you don't like is to scream, I'm offended. If you don't like something, don't watch it. Don't listen. Right. It, don't listen to it. Right. And this is what I texted you yesterday about the, about the, the protest during the anthem. And I saw someone tweet that, you know, they, they're, they're the fan NFL can't lose. And now they're lost because of what the Browns did. And I was, and I just, I tweeted out, I said, I said, don't, just don't watch the anthem. They don't even air the anthem. So you went out of your way to find this picture. I'm sure it went on social media, so you saw it. And then now you're boycotting the NFL. We have people boycotting the NFL on the far left yeah. and the far right. And I think, well, far right's a little a little much probably, but on the right. And, um, and 
I just think they're not. I don't think anyone's doing it. I think they're just putting a show on social media because the numbers show that no one's stopped watching football. It's gone up, and um, it just outraged to me. Like, just don't watch something if you're offended by it, or don't or don't worry about it. Like, it doesn't like someone taking a knee to me. Um, you know, I get why you would be offended, but you can choose to not be offended by it, right? You can choose to live your life how you want to do it, and you and and what the flag stands for you and the anthem stands for you and understand why they're doing this as well. I don't understand why you have to go on social media and always be offended about things. Jeff Schwartz, we're talking to him. Speaking of offended, Monday night, Odell Beckham Jr. gets tackled, and immediately the world comes undone because they think he's injured. You've played in a lot of preseason games. You played with Odell Beckham with the Giants. Was there anything inappropriate at all about that tackle? No, not at all. Um Look, I, I, there's been a couple player, ex-players that have come out and said it's inappropriate. Excuse me, players, current players have said it's inappropriate. I've seen no retired players say it's inappropriate. Um, you know, it, it, was a, it was a hit by a player in his second year. So he's trying to make the team. Uh, he's trying to get Odell to the ground. As he goes to make the tackle, he slips. Um, if he hits Odell one split second earlier when Odell's foot is not on the ground, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, I, I don't know where defensive backs are supposed to hit players nowadays. If he went up to, to try to hit Odell high uh, as Odell jumped and Odell had landed and he hit him right in the helmet, he's down $15,000 and he's a second round pick who's undrafted free agent. Um, that's a lot of money for him. So I just think that this is where we're at in the game. You want to make the game safer. Uh, defensive backs are going to take out guys' legs. Um, you know, I thought it was a bit dramatic, the whole, um, you know, whole run up the tunnel and, and that whole deal. I mean, he knew the camera was on him. Uh, I mean, he has a sprained ankle. Look, we all sprain our ankles. It happens. Uh, the hit, you know, we all saw national TV. It was a tough hit. We get it. Um, you know, he might, I guess the reports are he might miss the Dallas game, but I have nothing wrong with the hit. I had people tweeting me that it was dirty. It was not dirty. The kid is not trying to hurt someone in the preseason game. He's trying to make the roster and do what he can to bring down Odell. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Did you go look at the picture of Tiger's penis online? I have not, but your hype. I actually played your um, your outkick show to my wife yesterday because um, you know, like we've back in the day when Greg Oden's pictures leaked, um, my wife and I saw those. So we we refer to people as Odin sometimes, and so I just told her that this was an Odin situation, and uh, I have not gotten a look at the pictures yet, but. Remarkable. I mean, if you were Tiger Woods, so uh, I understand now why Tiger Woods has a hurt back. If I were Tiger Woods, (laughs) I would have put this picture up on the front page of TigerWoods.com and I would have been like, look, this is really offensive to me that people would take my naked photo and put it on the internet. I'm going to sue everybody. Uh, I I can't believe that my gigantic penis has been broadcast everywhere. I've been wronged. I will never be able to recover. Like, this is the greatest PR Tiger Woods has gotten since he walked off the course beating Rocco Mediate. I will say this. The guy went to sex rehab, and I don't know where don't take a picture of your penis ranks on, like, the 12-step program in sex rehab, but I would think it's pretty close to the top, right? Like, if you're addicted to sex, I would think they would say, and oh, by the way, one of the first steps is don't take pictures of your penis. So the sex rehab didn't take for Tiger, but he's already, like, a billionaire, right? He doesn't have anything else to do. And women are already, like, trying to sleep with him left and right. And now they know he has a gigantic penis. And I do think this. Can you imagine being Elon Woods' new new husband or boyfriend? Like, I think she's oh. got a boyfriend. 
that's a tough spot to be in because you're already Tiger Woods is a billionaire, one of the greatest golfers of all time. He's the father of her children, and now you found out that she also he also had a gigantic <laughs> penis. I think I would just have to break up with her right on the spot. Like you could never unless unless he's going to date like uh, The Rock or something. I don't know how you like live up to this moment, right? Like you're already a pale shadow of the guy she used to be married to, and now you got to see this. This is like Tiger how, Duncan and hanging on the rim. How many? Um, how many of, of whoever Elon Woods is dating? How many of, of that dude's friends text him about Tiger Woods? <laughs> All of them, right? Like, it's I mean, like, like if, I, like if I, I were would do, dating like, Elon, were, yes. My phone would, would blow up. You, yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah, tough, and, tough spot for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, this is only a plus for Tiger. I know he's going to say that he doesn't want his photos leaked. And of course, you don't want your photos leaked. But um, it just puts him back in the spotlight. And he, have, he might have more waitresses trying to hit him up. <laughs> I don't know what his – is he with Lindsay? They're not together, right? They're not um, together anymore. Yeah, so he, he's gonna, his inbox is going to be full. His DMs will be full of, uh, of ladies sliding in there. As if they weren't already. All right, uh, final question for you. You're an NBA fan, even though you used to play in the NBA. Kyrie Irving traded to Boston. Does this do anything at all to change the fact that the Golden State Warriors are going to win the title in 2018? No, I think this just clears the way now for LeBron to go to L.A. I mean, I think we all assume LeBron was doing it, but this is the Cavs uh, basically giving up and saying, look, LeBron's going to leave. You might as well prepare for our future. They end up getting, I believe, the Nets, number one pick right or at some point the first yeah. round pick as well so this is just clearing the way for lebron and you know you're going to end up with boston being good with la probably being good with golden state being good i mean it's good for the nba when boston and la are good and, and that was my thought is that good you know good boston will be good now la will be good in a couple of years and the warriors you know they they're, they're going to have um a shelf life at some point you know they, they'll be injured guys will clay thompson will want to leave eventually i think you know they'll have some sort of some sort of issues in the next couple of years, and the NBA will be back to being Lakers and Celtics, which is great for the league. Amen. Uh, Jeff Shorts, appreciate the time. Try to go check out those Tiger Woods photos, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I will hopefully talk to you next week. Oh, by the way, who you got, McGregor or Mayweather? Well, next time we talk to you, we'll have already had that fight. You going to watch? Uh, no, not a chance. No, Mayweather. I mean, come on. It's, this is ridiculous. I might even go bet Mayweather, even though the odds are so against, or you know, you have to put down so much money to win money, but it's, hey, not even, it's just not going to be close. 20% is great return. 20% is a great return. I appreciate the time, my man. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care. That's Jeff Schwartz. Up next, it's Animal Thunderdome. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you will soon. And it's spectacular and it's real. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. It's time, boys and girls, the most popular segment in all of Sports Talk Radio ever. It's Animal Thunderdome. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, I'm going to start it off here. This is from outside of Vancouver. A British Columbia mom says a black bear followed her two-and-a-half-year-old son up a staircase through a patio doorway into their home over the weekend. I thought, oh, so sorry. The son said, the two-and-a-half-year-old said, Mom, look. 
And mom said, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? There's a bear inside my home. That's when she ran and locked herself in the bedroom. A brave friend who was also in the home decided he needed to scare the bear away. He yelled. He banged pots. He used a chair to push it back out the door. Bear would not go away. He had to punch the, the, the bear in the nose. The bear then tried to break through the glass door when the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, a.k.a. the Mounties, showed up there in Vancouver, B.C. They had to shoot him. The bear was 250 pounds, and this is the eighth bear they've had to kill in the Vancouver area for having issues with humans. I got to tell you, bears are getting a little cocky. I mean, this bear, again, he went all the way up the stairs and through a patio and into a home. That had to be pretty intimidating to suddenly realize there's a bear in the house. And when the two-year-old says, Mom, look, yikes. I've got a two-year-old. I cannot imagine what my reaction would be if he said, Dad, look, and there was suddenly a bear in our house. Good luck with that. All right. <laughs> What's, what other stories have you guys tracked down? All right. Uh, my story, the title is Mom of Child Attacked by Owl. This happened in Minnesota. Lake Bemidji State Park staff temporarily have closed one of their trails as an owl attacked a three-year-old girl over the last weekend. The owl went after a kid. Yes. No regard for human it, life. It swooped past the kid's grandmother and... Uh, and especially, specifically went after the little one. The girl's mom said that uh, her daughter has several puncture wounds on oh. the top of her head. And she told uh, Channel 13, we heard no warning. Um, and then, th- get this, the next day, another person was attacked in the same park. It's by a an serial, owl. serial yes. killing owl. It's <laughs> like the Jeffrey Dahmer of owls. Um, The staff closed the park's Rocky Point Trail after the second attack. They said they're investigating. They have tremendous power in their talons, says Julia Ponder, Raptor Center Executive Director. So if you are in Minnesota, be careful of the owls. Here's the thing. With young kids, I don't even, like, how do you get a kid to go back outside if an owl attacks a kid? Like, if I got attacked by a big bird, I'm not sure I'd want to go outside for a while. We have a swimming pool across the street. And we had, like, a bird that was attacking people for a while, and it wasn't a very big bird. I think it was, like, the nest was right by there, and everybody's walking to the swimming pool. And, like, I was – I'm a grown man. I'm like, I don't want to get attacked by a bird. That's intimidating, right? When you don't – it's one thing if, like, you're – somebody attacks you from the, from, the, from, the, from the ground, right? Like, if you can see an animal coming on the ground, at least they're like you. They're on the ground. When you get attacked from above, I mean, that's what happened in World War II, right? The Nazis got whipped because of air superiority. You can't get hit from above. Like, uh, my wife was telling me, she was trying to intimidate me. We were on a hike in Costa Rica. She's like, you know, there are a lot of these snakes in Costa Rica. They just jump out of the tree and land right on you. I would die. I'm not going to lie. If a snake came out of a tree and tried to jump on top of me, like the sheer idea of it right now, I think I would have a heart attack. I, I, I am terrified of being like something just jumping on me, right? Like if you come from above, that shouldn't be allowed. If an animal wants to fight you, it should be a face-to-face, man-to-man thing. Like, I respect a lion and a tiger and a bear. Probably not going to come out of a tree at you. If they come out of a tree, that's just cheating. That's like peds for animals. You can't come from above. And so this owl, I don't trust him. Well, Clay, here's another story for you really quick. I think you'll appreciate this, animal Thunderdome enthusiast as you are. 
over 2,000 people have been killed in the last three years in uh, a province in India. So now they're fighting back. The uh, state parks have mandated... Killed by what? Monkeys. Monkeys? Sorry. Oh. So now they're fighting back. 2,000? They've, they've installed catapults <laughs> to fight off the monkeys when they get too close. What do the catapults have in them? Rocks. This is this is a brilliant... What We're is it? fighting like back. 1,400? The best way to fight monkeys is with catapults Absolutely. filled with rocks? Yes. What is it? The Middle Ages in India? Uh, John Anik up next on MMA. Fight, fight. Whatever's going on. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Final hour of the show, Wednesday edition. Happy to be joined by John Anik. He's a UFC commentator, play-by-play voice on pay-per-view, Fox and FS1. He is with us now. He's on Twitter at John underscore Anik, A-N-I-K. John, do you think the UFC would have pulled you off some of this coverage of Mayweather-McGregor if your name was Robert Lee? Oh, dude, I'm telling you. I mean, as the world (laughs) turns in this crazy mixed martial arts world, I know you've gotten a little bit of taste of it over the last few years, but never a dull moment, man. The news cycle in this sport is just unlike any other that I've ever covered by far. All right, before we even get to Mayweather-McGregor, John Bone Jones tests positive for steroids. What does this mean? Well, I'm trying to reserve total judgment until uh, the facts come out and at least there's a statement from the john jones camp i know one of his coaches frank lester has come out and he believes that this was a setup that there was some oral ingestion that john jones did unknowingly between the weigh-in and the fight i think what really opens up a window to a lot of people asking different questions is just simply the John Jones passed all this pre-fight test. He's been tested eight times by USADA this year and passed all of those drug tests. So you want to give a guy the benefit of the doubt. Of course, if anybody doesn't deserve that, it's probably Johnny Bones Jones. No doubt at all. Now, let's shift gear to Mayweather-McGregor. Are you of the opinion, which seems to be shared by the vast majority of people who have spent time around this sport, that Mayweather is going to, at least boxing-wise, you're, you're on the UFC side more, but do you think this is going to be a competitive fight, or do you think this is more of a show than it is a fight? Well, I think it is more of a show than it is a fight, at least on paper, but that doesn't mean that it can't be more competitive than a lot of the boxing purists expect it to be. And I, for one, having covered both boxing and mixed martial arts, I do expect it to be more competitive, especially early on. All indications are from the Mayweather camp that despite the fact that he's 40 years old, despite the fact that he's staring at a 714-day layoff, he's sharper than he was two years ago when he fought Manny Pacquiao. So if you're banking on Floyd Mayweather showing up flat on fight night for the first time in 50 pro fights and not being in shape and taking Conor McGregor lightly, uh, then you're a fool. On the other side, though, Conor McGregor's a big game player. You and I talked about this in Vegas. You know, when the lights are bright, he's at his best. He's fought with a torn ACL and beaten wrestlers and supposed Achilles heel. So I, like Dana White, am am out of the business of doubting Conor McGregor. And I do feel like, unlike past opponents, if he does knock Floyd Mayweather down, Clay, in the early going, I think he's got the pop to close the show. It might sound crazy. Of course, it remains to be seen. But I do think if Conor connects on a seminal blow early and Floyd gets knocked down, if there's enough time in the round and Floyd gets backed up, I think Conor can get him out of there. I really do. We're talking to John Anik at John underscore Anik on Twitter. He's the UFC commentator, play-by-play voice on pay-per-view Fox and FS1. All right, John, like in general here, you just said if if McGregor can hit Mayweather. There have been a lot of guys who have tried to hit Mayweather and not been able to do it. 
Give me the case or make a case for why you think McGregor would be able to do what other boxers have not been able to, and that's get the gloves on Mayweather in a way that actually substantially injures him. Right, and I think the big rub when it comes to Floyd Mayweather is that even when guys like Shane Mosley have tagged him and forced him to the canvas, albeit briefly, he has masterfully adjusted and mopped the canvas with these guys for the remaining six or seven rounds. In the case of the Mosley fight, just totally dominated the guy for the final nine rounds. So it's been Mayweather's ability to adjust when he has been cracked that has also set him apart. But he's 49-0 and against pro boxers. He's 0-0 against mixed martial artists crossing over into boxing. So while most people see this as the path of least resistance for Floyd Mayweather, I give Mayweather credit for taking on an MMA athlete who presents a lot of unknowns. I mean, Clay, we don't even know what stance Conor McGregor is going to come out in. Is he going to raise his right hand to shore some things up defensively? Is he going to maintain the open stance? Is he going to press forward? Is he going to try to counter-strike? There are so many variables and so many unknowns when it comes to fighting an MMA fighter in a boxing setting that that, that gives me confidence that Conor can potentially get something done. He certainly has unorthodox strikes in his arsenal if he can be afforded some time in the clinch by the referee Robert Byrd, maybe pull down on Conor, on, on Floyd Mayweather's head a little bit, try to soften him up that way. Who knows? I just feel like Floyd, there are a lot of things that maybe Floyd hasn't seen that he could be presented by Conor, especially in the first six or nine minutes of this. What do you think about Conor McGregor's ability to take a punch in a strictly boxing context, right? Because a lot of times, if you watch right. uh, Conor McGregor, he's got, the, he's got to worry about getting choked out. He's got to worry about blows coming from a lot of different directions. What do we think about his defensive strategy and his ability to withstand whatever Mayweather has to bring from a strictly boxing perspective? You've watched him fight a lot. What could you tell us, for those of us who have not watched him fight that much, from a strictly boxing perspective, how he's going to do? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I wouldn't call his chin legendary in mixed martial arts, but it certainly has been held up when hit. Um, Nate Diaz obviously was able to hit him and then eventually get him down, forcing a takedown from Conor McGregor, and then he choked him out from there. Conor has a great chin. I think most people are more concerned with Floyd Mayweather's body work, and if you followed Conor's training camp at all, you see there has been a decided focus on tightening up his midsection to try to absorb those body shots because I think most of us are less worried in Connor's chin up top than we are of an attritative knockout, right? A knockout that is caused by the accumulation of blows from Floyd Mayweather over 10 or 12 rounds or so. But Connor's a tough guy, man. And the thing is, you know, he does have this, you know, he has been painted with the brush in the past of a guy who sort of is looking for a way out, and I really don't see him that way. Certainly in the Nate Diaz fight, he clearly was looking for a way out. But this is not a quitter, Clay. I mean, this is a guy who has exuded heart in past UFC fights. Certainly the Chad Mendes fight comes to mind. So I don't worry too much about his chin, but if Floyd Mayweather is able to land to that body and start to do work there, I think Connor could crumble late because of it. We're talking to John Anik. He's the UFC commentator, play-by-play voice on pay-per-view, Fox and FS1. He's at John underscore Anik on Twitter if you want to go follow him there. Okay, for MMA, for the UFC, how big is this for MMA and the UFC if Conor McGregor is competitive? Conversely, if he is not, how much do you think, if at all, this hurts the UFC MMA brand? Well, again, the UFC cuts my paycheck, but that doesn't mean that it, cha- it that doesn't mean it changes my answer here. And Clay, you know, I would defer to you on some of these matters too, but I just don't see a whole lot of downside for the UFC. You can actually argue if he beats Floyd Mayweather and then decides to stay in boxing, that that would have the most downside for the UFC. But I really right. just don't see a lot of it. I feel like 
Conor McGregor, win or lose in spectacular fashion or otherwise, is going to do a monster number when he returns to the UFC. And despite some of the things you're hearing out there, I think the latest he returns to the Octagon is first quarter 2018. I think the competitive spirit in this individual is such that he wants to bolster his mixed martial arts legacy. I don't feel like he wants to be sitting on a lawn chair in retirement hearing people say, oh, he never defended a UFC belt. He's won two of them, but he's never defended either one of them. So I really don't see much downside for the UFC, even if he were to get knocked out in the first nine minutes. And it's not out of the realm of possibility, despite the fact that I can make a case for Connor, that he looks totally out of his element here, right? Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see Floyd Mayweather dominate here, but that doesn't mean that Conor McGregor is going to crawl into a hole and not be relevant anymore. I think he can command any number from the UFC he wants. If it's $30 million to show, I think he'll meet his number, and I think his next UFC pay-per-view is going to be a record-breaker against any opponent. All right, let's say that McGregor pulls off the huge upset and wins. What then? Well, I don't see much juice to this Paulie Malignaggi fight. You know, thankfully, this interview has almost finished without even injecting his name into the conversation. But Connor's about legacy bolstering fights. And I don't know that a Paulie Malignaggi fight does much for him. I mean, maybe could he take on a bigger fish like a Canelo Alvarez potentially were he to beat Floyd Mayweather? I think the world would be his oyster. But I also think, as I mentioned, he cares enough about his MMA legacy to, even if he wins, go back to the UFC. But uh, it's really going to be interesting to see how it plays out because you've heard a lot about Conor McGregor's self-belief as a big part of his success. He will walk to the ring Saturday night as if he's going to win this fight. You know, he doesn't think he's an underdog. He doesn't think it's a long shot. He's going to go in there expecting to get the job done. And I think a lot of boxing purists might wake up Sunday morning a little bit surprised, even if he loses with how successful he was during the fight. For people who have never been to a big fight, you get to cover these events frequently. What does it feel like from your perspective to be there as the main event is happening, as somebody is walking to the ring to fight? There are a lot of people listening to us right now who have never been to a big boxing match, who have never been to a big MMA event. They might love to go, but they wonder what it would feel like. They may have been to a football game, baseball game, basketball game, everything else. What does it feel like in the arena in the moments right before a fight like this is going to happen. Can you take us there and convey what that experience is like? Well, yeah, and it's really why I am doing mixed martial arts full-time and not the mainstream sports, because I went to a UFC live event for the first time and was completely blown away. They invest so much money into the whole live event experience. And, you know, I've been at the horseshoe with 100,000 people, and it's different. This is an intimate, closed setting, uh, and the roof nearly blows off the place. They just really pay attention you know our entire on-air broadcast clay dovetails with the in-house operation for a ufc show and on the boxing side i'll pay 99.99 for floyd mayweather's walk to the ring right i mean i remember covering mayweather fights this guy comes out on a throne i mean borderline wwe when it comes to some of the spectacle but there are just few visuals in all of sports right now than conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather walking to the ring or octagon for a competition so you're getting both of those on saturday night and it's going to be electric man i just can't wait wait to see how it all plays out it's going to be a slow week man i'm glad i'm able to run a little (laughs) uh there's no doubt at all we're talking to john anik last question for you john is this the biggest event you've ever been affiliated with yeah i mean i would say it's certainly top two or three in terms of sporting events in my lifetime and it's hard to overstate the magnitude of it i think a lot of us as, as american sports fans can make a case for every Super Bowl feeling this big. 
But, dude, I went and bought a landline phone at Best Buy yesterday because of all the media stuff and wanted to make sure I had a clear signal. So I'm ready to go, man. I'm excited. And uh, I think for a lot of us on the UFC side, we're just excited to see Conor McGregor put his best foot forward and not just try to represent our sport and our brand, but to represent himself as the athlete we all know him to be. I love that, by the way, because every now and then I only have a cell phone. My wife's only got a cell phone. We've got no landline in the house, and they'll call, and they'll be like, well, okay, let's, I don't want to rely on your cell phone. Can we call you at home? And for, like, the last six or seven years, I've been like, yeah, you. I mean, we don't have a landline, right? And so uh, I, that, that kind of puts into context. You went out and bought a – I don't even know what kind of landline phones they still sell. That's awesome. Uh, well, thank you for doing that. Oh, it's- yeah, it was crazy. You went to – you got a couple AT&T, AT&T phones, and uh, we are prepared for fight week on that. Outstanding. We'll have a good time out in Vegas. We'll be watching here for sure. I appreciate the time. And uh, that's John Anik. Go follow him on Twitter at John underscore Anik. Thank you, uh, Let me go ahead and also hit this if I don't blow it. Let's see if I can manage to uh, to pull up this uh, this ad that I need to do. And I believe that I have got that. Let's see. You know what? I'll just do it next. Uh, what do I need to do? I'll do it right now. We'll do it live. Um, I want to tell you all about my friends at, uh, I believe, Casper. Thank you. Thank you for being on top of this. I totally forgot because I was doing the interview. Usually we don't do these live reads right after the interview, but I got to tell you, I've been sleeping on my Casper mattress for a while. I pick it over mattress, every mattress I've ever had. It really does help me get the best night's sleep, period. Once you try Casper, you're going to love yours as much as I love mine. Switching to Casper, no-brainer. High, higher quality mattress at a more affordable price. I'm sleeping cool and comfortable every night thanks to Casper's two high-tech foams. Much better than the old overpriced mattress I used to have. Casper ships right to your door for free in a small how they do that size box they'll even pick it up if you don't love it and refund you everything from its breakthrough design and superior quality to its packaging to letting you try it for over uh, for 100 nights it's no wonder casper was named one of fast company's 50 most innovative brands of 2017 sleeping on a mattress is the best way to try it put casper to the test in your own home for 100 nights risk-free go to casper.com and use the code outkick for $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. That's Casper.com, code OUTKICK, and get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com, terms and conditions apply. Here on Fox Sports Radio. God, oh, radio, <laughs> golly gee. Great news. Quick way you could save money, switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And uh, stop into your local AutoZone for the parts, products, and helpful advice you need to get the job done right. Let's get you what you need. Get in the zone, auto zone. In the zone? Well, the Boston Celtics and Danny Ainge certainly think they're in the zone. They made the big move that has been rumored for the entire offseason ever since the report that Kyrie Irving had asked for a trade came out. We had Kyrie Irving headed to the Boston Celtics in exchange for Isaiah Thomas, for Crowder, and for the number 5 pick overall later. To me, the big takeaway here is what is the overall impact in the NBA? And the problem that the NBA's got in general is that the the Golden State Warriors right now are a bigger favorite to win the 2018 NBA title next June than any team in the history of sports has been in the modern era. That is, there has never been a Major League Baseball team, never an NHL, never an NFL, and never an NBA team as much of a favorite in the season before the game even begins to win a title than the Golden State Warriors are right now. So that kind of contextualizes for you how already big of a favorite the Golden State Warriors were. In fact, to such a degree that everybody out there is making decisions like, 
okay, let's go ahead and make some uh, some moves to not even think about this year. Let's think about next year. Let's think about the way in the future. When can we, as LeBron James finally starts to age out, you would think. He's going to be 33 this December, I believe it's, it is. He's turning 33 this year. At some point in time, LeBron James is going to begin to fade. Maybe it'll happen with the Lakers uh, because I believe he's a future Laker. But for right now in the Eastern Conference, you look in the wake of this trade and say, okay, let's look at the big three of both teams. I still think LeBron James, Kevin Love, and Isaiah Thomas with Crowder right there on the outside is a little bit better than the Celtics with Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, and Al Horford. That's presuming that Jason Tatum, the overall draft pick there of the Boston Celtics, is not as good as you would expect, right? Not necessarily going to be a dominant playmaker in the years ahead. I mean, that's something to at least contextualize as you try to break it down. So to me, that is, uh, that is what you have to think about as you try to contemplate what the future of the NBA is going to be. Right now, the biggest story out there is clearly that the Eastern Conference is at least up for grabs, even though the Golden State Warriors are a prohibitive favorite and remain such in the overall landscape of who's going to win the championship. Let's bring in the crew out in L.A. I think the big takeaway here from a larger perspective as well is that LeBron James is going to leave the Cavs. This, to me, is a trade dictated by potentially making sure that the Cavs aren't awful in the years ahead, right? If they can get a decent player with that number five overall pick, they decide whether or not to re-sign Isaiah Thomas. They've got Crowder now. They're a NBA team in uh, Cleveland that's going to make the playoffs the next year, even if LeBron James loses. Now, they might be at a seven or the eight seed, and is that really your goal to be the seven or the eight seed when you know you have no chance at a championship? And really, how often is the number five overall pick really panned out in the NBA? I mean, it happens every now and then, but by and large... We know the top couple of guys, and those guys tend to be the ones who become superstars in the league. There's not as much reaching necessarily in the NBA. I know you get a Draymond Green in the second round every now and then, and that's part of what has fueled Golden State is doing so well in the draft. But let's bring in the crew out in L.A., Danny G. and Robert. Are you guys in agreement with me that, one, this makes it seem very likely LeBron's going to leave? Because this, to me, is the Cavs preparing for that eventuality. They can make a decision about Isaiah Thomas in the future and potentially sign him to a multi-year deal that at least keeps them from being awful. It protects them a little bit because Kyrie Irving only had a couple of years left. Does it make the Celtics better? Yes, but I think the Cavs are acknowledging, look, when LeBron's gone, we're not going to be in the running for the title anyway, so let's go back into the draft and hope we can get lucky and the guy we get at number five overall can become a stud. Would you guys agree with that? Celtics now a little bit better than they were. They're certainly going to be better able to challenge the Cavs. The less likely it's going to be a five-game playoff, but still... Probably the Cavs are better, but the Cavs have no shot to beat the Warriors, barring any major injuries to the Warriors. Yeah, and first of all, Clay, we owe you one of these. Hashtag future Laker. Yeah, we definitely do. <laughs> you know, I definitely believe LeBron wants to go to L.A. It, it sure, it's sure feeling that way. You know, Laker fans are we're licking our chops. If it, it just feels like it's getting closer and closer, because like you said about the trade, I think one of the main parts that kind of lets you see forward is that top draft pick from the Nets. You know, that gives them something to look forward to, to maybe fill in a hole there. And that trade overall, it, look on the defensive side, it was kind of a wash, right? Because what's always been the knock on Isaiah Thomas? Can't play D, too small. What's the knock on Kyrie Irving? 
doesn't really pay, uh, pay attention to defense. No D. So did you see the memes yesterday? A lot of the memes were like uh, one guy in a Spider-Man costume and looking at another guy in a Spider-Man <laughs> here's, here's, costume. That's a great, it's a great meme. Here's the challenge to me. It's that LeBron always has to have the ball in his hands. Yeah. And effectively, LeBron James is a point guard. I know he can play like every position on the court. But to me, I look at this and I say, Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving, I think that's a great point. Like it's Spider-Man looking at each other. They're very similar. I would say that Isaiah Thomas may even need the ball more in his hands than Kyrie Irving did because Kyrie Irving is at least able to post up. Like he can do different things on the offensive side of the, uh, you know, of the ball that don't require him necessarily to have to have the ball in his hands. Whereas, I mean, what is Isaiah Thomas going to do? Like, just kind of stand off on the side? I mean, he's not a jump shooter necessarily. He's a creator, and that's what LeBron James does too. I, I see this as a bad mix between the two. Yeah, and, and the one underrated player, I think, is Crowder. I, he could fit in nicely. You're going to have Crowder, Thompson. Suddenly, the, the Cavs on paper look really good. Now, the Boston Celtics do too, especially with Hayward in the mix already so you all of a sudden I, I it it's weird to say but it seems like both teams got stronger the Cavs for the short term the Celtics for the long term so the East is going to be a lot of fun and now what do you think about the NBA season opener coming up in October what is that October 17th everyone's going to be tuning into TNT at 8 p.m. Eastern time Celtics at Cavs that is going to be insane uh, it'll be a little bit entertaining, but anybody who cares about oh, I know, October I know NBA, you don't like regular <laughs> I think anybody NBA, who cares about on. regular season NBA is ridiculous. Like you're, October 17th, what day of the uh, week is that? That's a Tuesday. All right, so they at least managed to avoid any of the uh, overlap for college football or the NFL. So there, there won't be anything else going on, so people will certainly pay attention to that game. But I just, I'm anti-NBA regular season guy, just like I'm anti-baseball regular season guy. Like, there's too much other entertaining options going on. To the credit of college football and the NFL, they play so many, so few games that you have to pay attention to the regular season in those sports, and every one of those games matters a great deal. But I just can't care about the regular season in Major League Baseball, the uh, the NBA, or the NHL. Uh, that's just my view. Uh, what about you, uh, Robert? Any additional thoughts about this trade? Yeah, actually, I wanted to spin this conversation forward a little bit because I do kind of agree with both of you. And, um, you know, Kevin Durant was on Twitter, and, and people were ripping on Kevin Durant when he switched from Oklahoma to Golden State. In a lot of cases, you know, rightfully so. But uh, someone tweeted to him, and he went and liked it. The Celtics just traded a guy who played in a game for them a day after his sister died, and y'all expect players to be loyal to the franchise. So I thought that was a very interesting uh, little twist there because it's something that uh, sports fans in general, we see a lot here on this show, is you get upset when your guy leaves and he took more money or he, he took the easier route to a championship. Loyalty does not exist in sports. Well, loyalty doesn't exist in business. Exactly. And these are businesses. Right. Like, I mean, ultimately, if you are making decisions in business, by and large, you look and this is, you know, when I practice in a law firm, the same thing was true. Right. I was only as valuable as the number of billable hours I could bring in times the number of hours I could collect. And that's why, you know, people think about like going to practice law and they think, oh, you're going to be like Tom Cruise in a time to kill. And it's going to be like or sorry, uh, Matthew McConaughey in a time to kill. It's going to be like Tom Cruise in uh uh in you know like the you can't handle the truth scene with Jack Nicholson like you're going to pursue truth and justice and and I'm like the law is like one of the most brutal possible businesses in America where you can be distilled down to a direct number 
you bill 2,200 hours times $400 an hour, you are worth, and I'm always bad at live math, but you are worth, whatever that math is, $840,000 a year to this law firm. Then you subtract how much your legal secretary costs, how much it costs for your office, all these other things, right? Like there's a brutal symmetry to the practice of law whereby there's no like play in the joints. People can figure out exactly how much you're worth. And sports has become increasingly like that, right? All of the analytics people can break down athletes to the point, like your value over your replacement player. That to me is the most valuable single way to try to determine what someone was worth across the board. Lots of times you can't do that, right? If you're driving into work today and you work as a government worker, it's almost impossible to figure out whether you're that much more valuable than somebody else. But in a capitalistic business where having a great CEO versus an okay CEO is potentially worth hundreds of millions of dollars a year at least to a company in a, like, what is Reed Hastings worth to Netflix? It's almost impossible to quantify his value. What was Steve Jobs worth to Apple? You know, they almost are off the charts valuable because what is Elon Musk worth to Tesla? I mean, it's almost impossible. Jeff Bezos to Amazon to figure out the value of those guys because their difference, their value over their replacement is probably billions of dollars, right? Well, sports is the same way. And Isaiah Thomas is uh, is on some level an expendable asset. Everybody is. The Boston Celtics are going to exist probably as long as this country exists. Same thing with the Lakers. Individual athletes come and go. And if you think about it in that context, we're all pretty re- replaceable. Great thoughts for you here early in the morning. You know who's definitely replaceable? A guy who has the same name as a Confederate general and is scheduled to call a college football game. We are going to dive into this for the final half hour of the show. And if you haven't heard this story yet, if you're just waking up across the country, there's a guy named Robert Lee, and he's Asian. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. This was not easier for ESPN. If you were just waking up across the country, this is not an Onion headline. This is not a made-up fake news story. It's not Saturday Night Live trying to play with the news. This is real life. ESPN has pulled an Asian announcer named Robert Lee off of the University of Virginia against William & Mary game because of the similarity of his name to Robert E. Lee's name the former leader of the Confederate armies, who there's been a great deal of controversy surrounding his statue in Charlottesville, Virginia. This is real life. Outkick broke this story. I was on Tucker Carlson last night discussing it. I'll be on Fox News and several other media outlets all day today. It's one of the lead stories in the country right now. Outkick broke this story. If you're not familiar with my website, how did the world are you getting through life? You can go to outkickthecoverage.com, outkick.com, and read this top story right now. Uh, Outkick yesterday broke the story that ESPN had pulled a guy named Robert Lee off calling a Virginia William & Mary football game because his name was too familiar to Robert E. Lee. And oh, by the way, this guy is Asian. ESPN believed that they would offend people, that this would be controversial, that people would comment on it too much on social media. And so they tried to make this switch without anybody knowing. 
I got tipped off by people inside of ESPN. There are lots of people right now as they drive into work listening to this show instead of Mike and Mike because this show is much better and also because they are ESPN employees who believe their company has lost its way and become a left-wing, politically correct, neutered, totally loser company that makes decisions like this. ESPN issued this official statement on making this change last night to outkick the coverage. We broke this story, and this is ESPN's official statement. We collectively made the decision with Robert to switch games as the tragic events in Charlottesville were unfolding simply because of the coincidence of his name. In that moment, it felt right to all parties. It's a shame that this is even a topic of conversation, and we regret that who calls play-by-play for a football game has become an issue. As we reported on OutKick, they have moved Robert to the Youngstown State against Pittsburgh game, and there will now be a new person brought in to call the Virginia William and Mary game. This, to me, is maybe the dumbest thing that ESPN has ever done. This may be the dumbest decision that I've ever seen in the history of sports media. Contextualizing this for you, uh, we have a poll question up. Thousands of you have voted at the moment. Let's see, over 6,000 have voted. And the question I asked you was, is removing Robert Lee from calling the Virginia game because his name is too similar to Robert E. Lee the dumbest thing ESPN has ever done? 77% of you are voting yes. So even for a company that has done lots of dumb things over the years, many out there believe this is now the dumbest thing that ESPN has ever done. But it's emblematic of a larger issue. And this is emblematic of a larger issue in our country whereby major corporations and also individuals themselves are so terrified of offending people, even if those people that end up offended are total and complete losers, that they make decisions that have absolutely no basis in reality. And furthermore, this is a sign of what I've been telling you guys for a long time. ESPN has gone so far left wing that even people who might have been willing to speak out and say guys, this is stupid, felt kowtowed and unable to step up and make their argument because they didn't want to be branded as something other than what ESPN dreams of being, a social justice warrior network. ESPN has gone so far left-wing, guys, that common sense did not rule the day here. This is why you need diversity of opinion more than diversity of color. Everybody out there right now is obsessed with, oh, we've got to look like America we got to be 12% black and 14% Hispanic and 64% white or whatever the breakdown of our country is, 4% Asian. That's not what you need to worry about. If I'm running a company right now, what I am worried about is diversity of opinion. This show, the First Amendment is alive and well. We allow anybody who has an opinion to come on and make their case. Now, I tend to think that my opinions are better, but that's because I'm inside my own head. Doesn't mean that I think I'm right about everything. What's important more so than being right is being able to have a debate about legitimate issues. And to me, what is striking about this situation is this is reflective of not having any diversity of opinion inside of your corporation. Because if you did, somebody would raise their hand and say, wait a minute, are we creating a bigger issue here by moving this guy than we would ever have if we just had him call the game? Worst case scenario, if this guy calls the, the, the Virginia, William, and Mary game. First of all, nobody's watching Virginia, William, and Mary. Are there 150,000 people in the whole country that are going to watch this game? Maybe. 
maybe 150 or 200,000 people watch this game in the entire country. That's a pinprick, okay? Secondly, there are tons of major games going on. If somebody decides to make a meme and it goes viral and it says something like, hey, look how hard Robert E. Lee's working to sneak in to Charlottesville even and avoid controversy, and it has a picture of the Asian Robert Lee standing next to the Confederate General Robert E. Lee, like their pictures side by side. It's a, it's a meme on the internet that gets attention, gets a few thousand retweets probably, and it doesn't exist as a story an hour and a half or two hours after it starts. That's the truth. This decision was so incredibly dumb that ESPN was hoping nobody would realize that this change happened. ESPN was hoping that nobody like me and OutKick was going to be able to publicize it. They were desperately hoping that their lack of common sense was going to be ignored and that this story wasn't going to blow up. Instead, they made an awful decision, and this has turned into one of the biggest stories of the day. Right now on OutKick, we are seeing traffic the likes of which we have never seen in six years. Millions of people are going to read this story. Nobody would have even known about this if ESPN had just made the smart decision and never made a switch here. This is so stupid, it drives me insane. Maybe we'll take a couple of your calls, 877-996-6369. Final segment of the show coming up next. I'm Clay Travis. Probably not going to want to miss some of these calls. And more importantly, got to know this. Nobody in sports more trustworthy than this show and this crew because you know what we do? We don't run from the truth, and we don't try and come and walk around and cuddle you and make sure that you're not offended every single moment of every single day. Sometimes being offended is good. In fact, that's how the country grows, not by perpetually being the most politically correct organization in America, like MSESPN, what I call ESPN, the left-wing sports version of America. Final segment next on Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. One of the most entertaining things about this story is me just dunking on everybody in the left-wing sports media. We break this story. They're all triggered. They're like, there's no way this is true. There's no way this is true. There's no way that ESPN did this. Can't trust Clay Travis. That's like what they sound like, left-wing sports media. And then, you know, we put the story up. Then ESPN issues an official statement confirming that it's true. And I just love, like, how angry they all got. You know, there's some people who, like, enjoy going on in sports, like, making a shot to win a game at home and to, like, make their home crowd so happy. I'm the guy who wants to hit a three at the buzzer on the road and have there be total silence. Like, I love that feeling so much. Like, people are all rooting against you. They're all angry. They're screaming. They're in the crowd. They're fevered. And then you hit a jumper at the buzzer to beat their team, and there's no sound at all in the entire arena. Some people play for the roar of the crowd. I play for the silence of the crowd. I want them to be so mad that I won that it drives them insane. What did Barry Bonds say once? You got to be really good to have 70,000 people boo you. I love the boos more than I do the cheers. Maybe that's weird. Maybe I'm, un, maybe I'm abnormal in that respect. But I think that's how I have always been. And that's how I'm able to be successful. Because most people 
see like one negative thing and 10 positive things and they focus on the one negative. I am totally impervious to response. Like when I check my mentions, if somebody thinks I'm the greatest man in the history of the world and they want me to run for president in 2020, it has the same impact as somebody who says that I'm the most awful human being they've ever seen and they hope that I die and get hit by a bus. I think that's kind of the way you have to be to do what I do. Can't be moved that much by praise or criticism. I try to figure out what the right side of a story is and be on that side. What did Davy Crockett say? Be sure you're right, then go ahead. That's kind of what I do. Be sure that I'm right, and then go ahead. And it doesn't mean that my opinion is always correct, but this story, this confirms everything that I've ever said about ESPN and how the sports media has become insanely left-wing. A decision like this is emblematic of a failure to understand and comprehend diversity of opinion. Everybody out there is obsessed with diversity of color. Everything's about diversity of color. I've been arguing for a long time. Why don't we worry about diversity of opinion? Why don't we worry about sitting in a boardroom and having a bunch of different people have a bunch of different ideas, and then we try to come up with the best one, as opposed to sitting in a boardroom and having a bunch of people who look different and think the same? Right now, corporate America is all about having people who look different and think the same. And that's what ESPN's doing. That's how they make a decision like this. Easy decision here is somebody reasonable in the room stands up and says, hey, guys, nobody's going to pay attention to this for longer than an hour on the internet. This guy might become a meme and trend for an hour because people are going to say, hey, ha, 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 funny, look, Robert E. Lee's trying to sneak into Charlottesville. He's calling a game. He's turned into an Asian dude. And the story is over in an hour, and nobody notices. Or... We can switch this guy off the game he's scheduled to call because his name is Robert Lee, and it's too similar to Robert E. Lee. This is real life. This is what ESPN did. And as a result, we can handle multiple days of everybody saying, you know what? Clay Travis was right. This is all further steps down the path that ESPN's been following ever since they tried to tell everybody that Michael Sam was a hero because he liked to have sex with gay dudes ever since they told everybody that Caitlyn Jenner is a hero because she decided to cut her penis off and become a man, ever since they told us that Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee is the modern-day Muhammad Ali, all of those things are paths down the same path that leads us to this situation. Let's avoid offending anybody. Let's pull Robert Lee off of this Virginia game. Let's ensure that nobody says anything mean about him. Let's try to avoid controversy here even where there is no controversy. Let's apologize because we had a slave auction, according to idiot left-wing commenters on social media, when we decided to auction off Odell Beckham alongside Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski as a part of our fantasy football auction. All of these things confirm what I've been telling you for a long time. ESPN has gone so far left-wing that you can't trust them. They've lost touch with common sense. They are not a legitimate news organization that's worthy of your respect. They are a political news organization that now mixes sports with left-wing politics. That's why they are MSESPN. And MSESPN makes decisions like the one they made here where you pull a guy off of a game because you're worried that Robert Lee, Asian announcer, is going to be confused with Robert E. Lee, Confederate general. general. Insanity. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.